1: Mobile banking
0: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53,
0: basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again.
1: Incredible guests, Sherry great stories from your favorite teams coming this year find us on the odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts we've got our take cannons loaded and ready ready absolutely
0: dominant on deep routes absolutely dominant on short the routes boys are back excellent separation against man coverage this is reception reception the show
1: Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you on Reception Perception, the show. we got a big show today, and I say that every week, but uh, for reals, we actually do this time, Matt, because for the very first time ever, ever, we're going to have a guest on the program, dude.
0: I know. I can't believe we've, um, well, you know, when I, we've got a, a hour-long podcast here, give or take, and. Yeah. I can't ever shut the hell up. It's kind of hard to uh <laughs> same. <laughs> kind of hard, you know, with the two of us can't neither one of us can shut the hell up. It's kind of hard to bring right. in a third voice here, but we're going to do it and it's going to be great.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, I can't wait to to introduce him, but uh, and he's going to be joining the program very shortly here, but Brian Baldinger Uh, from the odyssey podcast network is going to be joining us here uh you guys probably know him from his baldy breakdowns nfl network all that kind of good stuff uh and he's going to break down this upcoming receiver class for us uh, and talk about some teams uh and and what holes they need to fill what roles they need to fill at the wide receiver position but uh i want to start the show matt talking about nuke hopkins because boy he did it when they say a picture is worth a thousand words, I mean, it really is true because this, this quote unquote interview he did with CBS sports, really, he didn't say anything. That was the whole gist of the the interview, by the way, brilliant move. Uh, If you haven't seen it, go watch the video, but nuke is asked about four teams and he's not to say he he's asked not to say a single word, but just give a facial expression um, and about what he thinks uh, about teaming up uh, with these various um, you know, organizations. Anyways, uh, the four teams that uh, that uh, the reporter threw out there was the Jets, the uh, the Bills Chiefs and um, who am I missing here? Oh, the Patriots. so the jets patriots nuke wanted to miss him too spoiler alert so (laughs) that's exactly right he showed no love to the jets and patriots the jets one is interesting i -hmm. I wonder what do you think you think he kind of showed them he kind of gave them the cold shoulder because they don't have rogers firmed up or is there something else
0: I think that could be a big part of it, you know? I mean, hey, maybe Nuke is like the rest of us and thinking this this Rogers thing, the fact that it's not done yet is weird. Okay? I know that everybody thinks it's like this nebulous like well, they can just get it done anytime. What's the I mean, the hard deadline, I guess, is the draft, but hey, even if it's after the draft, that, well, I mean, <laughs> they can just give him picture. It's like for God's sakes, just one of you two, gentlemen, Joe Douglas and, and Brian Gutekunst just give it a freaking rest. Okay. And like lay down your ego and not like have to win this trick. Just get it over with already. Like for God's sakes, you know, Joe Douglas is out there at like fan events saying he's coming, he's coming, which is weird to say about a player. That's not on your roster. It's weird. It's weird. Okay. The whole thing is weird. It's strange. And I've, if I'm new Hopkins, I know that was like rumored too. like, Oh, maybe they could get interested Mm -hmm. in the Deandre Hopkins thing after they didn't um, get Odell Beckham. Like, And I do think that receiver core could use uh, another outside body, like another another separator for sure. So it's but I'm if I'm new, Hopkins, I'm I'm like yeah, no, no, I'm I'm good. I'm I probably you know I don't want to get stuck with like Zach Wilson if this (laughs) whole thing goes wrong.
1: I know, right? But golly, could you imagine New Copkins on the Jets too with Aaron Rodgers, man? Like, uh, it it, it checks so many boxes for New York in that, okay, not only are you getting uh, a great player in New Copkins, I know he's, you know, a little longer in the tooth, but the guy can still play. Um, And you talk about that championship window uh, there for the Jets, but you're also getting a guy who is a consummate professional and could potentially show, you know, some of the younger receivers i.e. Garrett Wilson, the ropes a little bit, man. So offer a little mentorship there. I just think, man, that would check so many boxes uh, for the Jets, and they should absolutely try to get that done if they can. All right, but the two teams that he showed real interest in in just terms of facial expressions uh, was the Bills and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the problem, Matt, is that neither one of these teams – have any cap space? Bill's got five and a half million. Uh, and I think in effective cap space, I think they're like four and a half million. KC's got 4.3 million in cap space. Listen, man, like if Nuke wants to take a huge pay cut, they can obviously get it done. But dude, keep in mind, yeah. he's due $19.5 million next year. I, I can't imagine a guy going who's in his 30s, who's again still close to his prime. Looking to take that much of a pay cut, I just don't know how that would work. You'd
0: think they'd probably have to either, you know, extend him or restructure his contract to the point that you bring the cap hit down and you give him like a big signing bonus or something or something like that. You know, um, I, I it can get done. It can always get done. You can be creative to bring a guy in like that. Yep. But um, and I I do think like if you're DeAndre Hopkins too, you're getting to the point that you've played you've played as the safety blanket, the security guy for Kyler Murray and then Deshaun Watson before that. And then obviously a line of ridiculous quarterbacks that the Texans <laughs> rolled out there, you know, but, but like, you've been that guy. That's like, let me help yeah. groom this young quarterback, be the guy that like, he gets into the building and you know, I, you, you feed mm-hmm. me 10, 15 targets a game and we're going right. to go to work and I'm going to be open and it's going to be great. We're going to do the thing. If I'm him, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl now because, by the way, while he was doing all that stuff for the Texans and Deshaun Watson, they mostly stunk or like they were a fringy playoff team. And then he went to the Cardinals and like they went to the playoffs one time and got waxed. And then, you know, it's it's it was obviously a rough ending to his Cardinals tenure there. So I, I get why he wants to go to the Bills and the Chiefs, you know, established quarterback. That you just have to learn the ropes with, as opposed to let me help grow this guy and be, you know. And also, I mean, he would have to be the number theoretically. Be I mean, he'd be the number one receiver in Kansas City, but they still have Travis Kelsey. And in Buffalo, he would be, you know, uh, the probably the number two receiver to Stephon Diggs there. So I understand why he wants to go to those those places. Obviously, as you mentioned from a quarterback perspective, it's or K- salary cap perspective, it's going to be tough. And I do think he's interesting too for these teams that like uh, Kansas City. I think could probably use. I mean, they could technically have a guy that, you know, that they could experiment with the slot. They could experiment as the as the big X receiver. And obviously with Hopkins, like, there's not a ton of big X receivers in this class, but he could still play that role.
1: Yeah, I think with Kansas City, it probably makes the most sense. I would just love to see what Andy Reid's brain would do uh to kind of integrate in a guy like New Hopkins in with that offense. That would be a lot of fun to see. Um and and if he ends up going to Buffalo, I don't know how they pull that off, but if he ends up going to Buffalo, uh I, I think everyone would recognize that he would be the two, but I, I think in 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 the media and on the team, it'd be like a one A one B. You know what I mean? Oh, I think yeah. first I think, for, for I, I think sure. that's what it'd be. Yeah, build as uh for Buffalo.
0: Yeah, Josh and Diggs just have such like a insane chemistry um, that, and they know each other so well. They've they, they right. at times last year, um, like I remember talking to to Stephon Diggs about this at the Super Bowl. Like at times last year, they looked like they had taken their relationship, sort of taking their relationship to the next level, right? Like they we're ready to move in together type of phase where, <laughs> um, you know, you you start to okay. as right. as a wide receiver, like you can. You you can play a little more off script because the quarterback just has that inherent trust in you, or they're gonna rifle that ball to you on like back shoulder stuff, and they just know you're gonna get it. Like and and the, some of that was because the it was by necessity, not necessarily by design, because of the other options there in Buffalo's wide receiver room. But you know, I think Hopkins could could get on the same page with Josh rather quickly too, just because he has he has a ton of experience working with a, all different types of quarterbacks. Like I said, from yeah. Ranging the 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 quality scale there.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, by the way, are you buying any of this uh, Stefan Diggs is unhappy in Buffalo kind of uh chit chat? No, no 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 no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 He's I mean, in- I don't know I mean where else would he go? I mean, like yeah, you know, I, I know I know the losses have been frustrating. Uh yeah. and I, I would definitely say Buffalo, despite the fact that they won what, 13 games or whatever last year, I I, I think it's fair to say they disappointed um, in certain stretches of the year. I think the injury to Josh Allen certainly played a role in that. Um, but I I go back to, I just, it's not a good look when Sean McDermott is supposed to be your defensive guy, uh, defensive head coach. And quite honestly, they, their defense took a big step back last year. Um, and Josh Allen had just had to be Superman. I, I mean, it was just yeah. it was a- absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so I understand where some of that frustration may come from, but I'm kind of with you. I- I'm not necessarily sure i buy that because I mean he's digs a smart guy, he's got to look at the landscape and say, Okay, wh- where the hell am I gonna go? <laughs> where would yeah. he go where you add him into the mix, like and realistically add him into the mix? Um, and then you know, they become a super bowl contender. It, it would be somewhere in the NFC, I would imagine. Uh, But he's not going to fit in with Philadelphia, not with what they got going. I mean, like, I just, I don't know. Uh, So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me.
0: Buffalo is interesting too. My McDermott, he's going to have to take on more responsibility with the defense this year because Leslie Frazier is taking the year away from coaching. Um, And if you just look at their drafts lately, especially on defense, like they've spent a lot of high, equity picks and and they're running a little bit cold on defense like uh, the pass rush particularly it's it's been tough and look that's how that's just how being a general manager goes in the nfl it's so funny like we yeah. get uh, sure. even howie roseman like everybody loves howie roseman at this point but we forget that he was like literally banished to siberia by chip <laughs> kelly for a while there like these <laughs> these things are so up and down up and down and like john schneider in seattle another great example you know he, the guy could like not miss early on, you know, just drafting like Hall of Famers like Richard Sherman on day three and like Russell Wilson in the third round and Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. And then they went through like a 10-year period where their drafts were just total dog shit. And then last year, every single pick was amazing. You know, we real we real (laughs) rebuild the offensive line. We rebuild the cornerbacks. We have Ken Walker. Oh, by the way, we totally smashed a Russell Wilson deal. I think Brandon Bean is in a little bit of like We got Josh Allen, great pick. We developed him. We made the Stefan Diggs move. Awesome there. We're running a little cold now. They need to, you know, this is what happens. But on the Diggs thing, I do think, I think at some point he'd like to play with his brother, you know, in Dallas. Mm, Um,
1: That's a good call.
0: And I have said, I I have said that I could see that happening at some point just because those guys are so tight and they do really, really want to play together. But um, yeah, I don't buy into any of this idea that like, the digs and Allen dynamic is off just I mean you know they were like yapping with each other at, the, at each other at the end of the Bengals playoff game but you have to remember that was a you know digs number one is a highly emotional and uh, player you know he's even said yeah. that like I'm never going to be okay right. with losing um and right. that was just such a, a such a tough season like we can never forget you know what that the end of that season entailed for them including you know DeMar Hamlin like their teammate dying on the oh field my God. basically and, That's you, know, right. you know the yeah. whole thing so it was an emotional end, I think, to the Bills' uh, season, and you know, I I think they're perfectly equipped to getting back getting back at it. But yeah, I don't I don't think there's any big uh, digs thing going on there. But yeah, I, I definitely think at some point he'd like to play with his brother.
1: Okay, so let me throw two. Uh, and by the way, I love that uh, with him and CD Lamb and Michael Gallup. Oh my goodness, what 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 an interesting Brandon Cooks. That we do uh, Brandon Cooks and 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 we're, we're just gonna run going four on. wide. Let's just go. Let's just yeah. run four wide. Uh, we got Dak Prescott out there reading defenses. Um I mean let's just I mean forget about the running backs we're just going to go for wide and just let's just go we're going to throw every down let's go
0: Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Um, Okay, but let me throw out two teams that I think are realistic in the Nuke Hopkins um, sweepstakes. To be honest, I'm surprised we haven't heard um, these teams linked to Nuke at all. But I'm going to throw two teams out here for you, uh, and I want to get your reaction to that, Matt, and uh, what you think – The fit might be, et cetera, et cetera. All right. First of all, I'll throw out the Jags. Okay. They've got 11 million in cap space for, for next season. They've got Calvin Ridley coming off that suspension. They've got Christian Kirk. uh, And obviously Trevor Lawrence looks like a budding superstar. Okay. So you throw Nuke Hopkins into that mix of Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk and, and Trevor Lawrence. Hmm could be interesting the second team and this one really surprised me when i looked at it but how about the browns like why why is there no rumors about the browns making a move for new copkins here okay he gets to reunite with this boy in deshaun watson and then on top of that they made a trade to go get elijah moore okay then you team him up with amari cooper elijah moore new Hopkins. my god matt that's a, that's a spicy hot little trio right there they got there in cleveland but the jags in cleveland uh, your thoughts on Nuke and what his potential fit could be uh, there. I, I don't even want to say potential. I'm just saying pie in the sky fit. Yeah, theoretical. Those two teams. Yeah, theoretical because, my God, I, I look at it on paper and I, see, uh, and, and I see really, really good things.
0: Yeah, and, and both of these teams, too, I think have uh, they have good tight ends. Evan Ingram in Jacksonville, but he's only on the franchise tag. And then David Njoku, tight end for Cleveland Browns, took a nice step last year. Could be even, I think, better this year. And they both have what I would say are like, passable number three receivers in Zay Jones and Donovan Peoples Jones. Um right. they, they have guys that are like, all right, look, if they don't make a new Hopkins trade and like this guy's their third receiver behind uh, Elijah Moore at number two and Christian Kirk at number two in, in both respective spots, like we're gonna be okay. But I think the Jacksonville one is interesting that you bring up because I still feel like Jacksonville number one, again, if Calvin Ridley, if if, 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 if Calvin Ridley comes back and like he's the same dude that he was before like, I think they have a number one receiver. I think they have a guy who's a true separator um, that can win against press man coverage. I mean, you just look at the 2021 reception perception profile on the site. You see how good he was. Awesome stuff. Um, even though the stats are kind of down. You have Christian Kirk as a slot receiver. And again, you have Zay Jones as like a, a utility number three receiver. I don't think they have like a true ball winner in that group right like a right an x receiver that you can throw like fade routes to jump ball stuff like that because calvin ridley's a separator he's an undersized skinny separator christian kirk is like a vertical slot receiver who can win contested a little bit but again he's going to do it in like the middle of the field and i don't think zay jones is that guy either so i wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville if they don't even trade for DeAndre hopkins they they'd get like a you know, a big-bodied potential X receiver project guy, like an At Perry type, who we talked about. Um, yeah. like maybe groom him as an X receiver. Uh, so, I think Hopkins would make sense there. Cleveland, uh, yeah, Cleveland. I don't know because they're. I, I'm I'm kind of curious how they're going to line these guys up next year. Um, but I kind of feel like Cleveland is okay with if Elijah Moore gets back to being the guy that I think he can be. I think they're okay at wide receiver, but, um, yeah, both of these teams, it would be like sort of an embarrassment of riches if they ended up trading for Hopkins, I guess.
1: Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying that either of these teams need new Hopkins, but we talk about it specifically on this show all the time. You want to be special in one area. That's why when we first started doing this program, uh, started doing the podcast and we were talking about, oh, should Cincinnati take. Um, an O lineman or should they take Jamar chase and you and I were in complete agreement. Oh, go take Jamar chase. And then all of a sudden uh, you have a passing game. That's, that's now special. And that's what it is. That's what it is. And that is that, that special trait of Cincinnati of what makes them such a tough out. Uh, again, it's not because they're balanced across the board. Screw that, dude. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, be special somewhere and make somebody take that away. That's what wins games in the NFL. Um, and so, again, I look at Elijah Moore and I say, okay, um, I know he could play outside, uh, but he could certainly play inside. Right. And then you talk about Amari Cooper, I think playing a little bit off the ball sometimes, maybe being flanker, maybe mm-hmm. moving him around. Um, yeah, that's you know, you inside best, outside. Sure. That would be great, right? And then Nuke as your your prototypical win the ball in the air X receiver. So, um, and again, he's got that built in chemistry with Deshaun Watson too. Look, man, you got Nick Chubb, you've got a good offensive line. You add Nuke Hopkins into that mix, and all of a sudden, Kevin Stefanski's out there running amok with his with his game plans and stuff. Like, bro, I, I, I would just be if I'm Cleveland, I would be trying to go all in on trying to get Nuke in there.
0: I actually kind of think that the more I the thought about this, the, these two examples, it's why I like the Jacksonville one. Cause you have Trevor Lawrence on the rookie contract and like, that's not going to last forever. Right. Um, And then, then you have like, I, and again, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins is very underrated as a route runner and as a separator, but just kind of on this train of thought, like you have one of the best ball winning X receivers out there and DeAndre Hopkins, you have at his, again hypothetically he's back to his old self one of the best separators in the nfl and calvin ridley is your flanker and then you have one of the best slot receivers and one of the best vertical slot receivers in christian kirk you've now given trevor lawrence everything he needs that would be trevor lawrence's like stefan Diggs moment you know for 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 josh allen you know he's you know aj brown for jalen hurts like you could have looked at the eagles last year and be like you know what they've spent a first round pick on a mm-hmm. wide receiver last year, like they've got yeah. a guy, they've got Dallas Goddard. A great um wide receiver was a, yeah, but wide receiver was uh, the more I'm talking about, but wide receiver is still like a huge need for for Philly last year because Howie Roseman, who we just mentioned, had whiffed in the draft so often. <laughs> Jalen Rager, whiff, um God, like, JJ Arsega, white whiffed. side, What? What you are know, you doing? Yeah, a lot, a lot of whiffs there for for Howie at the receiver position before finally oh. getting it right with Devontae Smith. So yeah, no, I think that. That Jacksonville one actually, the, when you when I when you say that, I think it is interesting. Either way, I think that Hopkins gets traded on draft day. I think he ends up being a, um, I think he'll get it'll be a tr- trade package that feels small for a player of his um, resume and ability and what I think he still has left. But the salary is going to have to be adjusted. I think he knows that too. I think he's oh, yeah. open to that. Oh, and yeah. um, you know that's going to be a part of it. I think he's going to end up being like a draft day trade. And yeah, I mean, dude, the Cardinals roster—I can't play for Arizona this year, bro. I mean, come on. Like, have you seen? Have you seen some of the defensive players on the Cardinals roster? <laughs> it's it's a disaster. When, exactly. And then when Ho- when Hopkins is go- like, Buddha Baker wants a trade too, and he's of like course. probably there. If when Hopkins gets traded, it's like either him or Marquise Brown is the best player on the team. Oh um, God. you know.
1: They've got a quarterback. They've got a quarterback who's injured and that they don't believe in in Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah. Um, their offensive line needs work. Their defense is a disaster. No, uh, look, the Cardinals. Their receivers
0: and, are all like your size.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, com- completely like five eight, five nine dudes just running around, man. Like I just, it doesn't make no sense, man. Like Arizona is going to be an absolute uh, disaster. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. So, no, I I like I, of course, I understand. I get it. Um, But yeah, and and they they need to start the rebuild. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, they need to start the rebuild in Arizona. Uh, the reason I like Cleveland a little bit more than Jacksonville, and this is the last point that I'll make. I, I feel like and I know that Jacksonville made the play or, the, you know, they had a better season than Cleveland just straight up. But I feel like with the addition of new copkins they would be a lot closer to winning a title than jacksonville would be mostly because i think that they've got more pieces on the defensive side of the football and their offensive line to me looks a lot better than what jacksonville is putting down on paper as well
0: quarterback has to play better than he did last year uh 100 percent Cleveland which I think probably happens. I mean, hey, I've said this on the show before, but like I'm not here to like let's let's give Deshaun Watson the benefit of the doubt. You know, these are problems <laughs> of his right. These are problems of his own of his own making, but he didn't Correct. you know spend much time in the offseason with the team. He didn't he obviously was not there the entire season. So you can make excuses for him, but bottom line, like he, he has to play at least at Trevor Lawrence's level from last year to be like uh, for this team to reach his potential. And ideally, you'd want him to play even better, right? So I think if I'm buying stock in the quarterbacks, I'm buying stock in Trevor Lawrence over Deshaun Watson. And, and that, yeah, that usually ends that. up being a tiebreaker for me. Although I, I definitely think from like a fantasy angle, um, I think Cleveland's offense could be really interesting for fantasy because I, th- I don't think you'll have to pay premiums for these guys in drafts, especially like Elijah Moore, obviously. But, you know, if Deshaun Watson bounces back, I think they could tick up the pass attempts. I think they could uh, um, be more efficient as a passing team than we're used to. But, yeah, it's all about the quarterback play. He's got to play better than he did last year.